Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another Saturday Mug Chat episode with Team Hallyu. We're really excited to be back for our fourth episode. Um, we still can't believe it's been four already, but we're really excited for today's episode. It's going to be a little different than what we're, we normally do, but it's still going to be exciting nonetheless. So we hope that all of you that are listening enjoy what we have prepared and we have in store for you. So before we start, of course, I'm going to introduce my two partners, uh, MB and Jen. So let's just do a quick check-in. Hi, MB. How are you? Hi, Anna. I'm good. Hi, everyone. Hello to our listeners. And thank you for being with us in our fourth episode. Yana's right. It's going to be a little bit different, but I'm quite excited for this episode. Right, Jen? What about you? Same. I'm also really excited to share with everybody, you know, what we had done. Um, I think this was about a few weeks or a few months back. And I'm good. I'm good. I'm just happy that, you know, Zian has said, oh, wow, we're on the fourth. We actually have a fourth podcast and there are people listening. So <laughs> that's that's pretty great. Yeah, that is pretty great. You know, I... Uh, before we actually go, we want to thank you guys too for listening. We don't get to do this very often, but when we do, we're really happy with the comments and with the feedback we get from everyone. So thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate the support. So what is today's special event slash episode? Um, last December 2021, we had an event, a special event with a special guest. So we had our mental health in BTS event or Miranda with Dr. Noel Duterte. We originally filmed that episode on the actual day, but we were only able to release the footage of that particular event today. Uh, MB, how was that day with Dr. Noel? Oh, I don't know what word I'd like to use, but maybe the closest thing would be amazing and stimulating. <laughs> the, the audience will note that there were quite a lot of parts that the things that she was saying was quite interesting, not just as a psychiatrist, but as a person who really loves BTS. And that made the whole afternoon or the whole merienda so unforgettable for me. Yeah, definitely. It was really refreshing to hear her perspective because each army story is different and definitely each perspective is fresh and new. And it was really such a privilege and honor to be able to hear uh, what she had to say, especially about a topic that we all love so much. How about you, Jan? How was that day for you? That day for me was amazing. I think partially because it was just a few days after the concert. So a lot of people in the session were still on a high. And as you said, you know, it's always nice trying to um, discover every person's story and how they became ARMY. Yeah, and I definitely, Dr. Noel was not an exception to that. It was very interesting to hear how she found ARMY, rather, uh, found ARMY, found BTS, and how it kind of really spoke to her in a different way too. Mm -hmm. So, we'll be running a few highlights from that day and the really, really amazing sharings and learnings that we picked up from, picked up from her as well. So enjoy. 
Okay, I just wanted to introduce our very special guest for today. So, Dr. Noel Duterte is a practicing psychiatrist based in New Zealand. She is, of course, an army who says that she is OT7 but slightly partial to Jungi thanks to his raw, raw lyricism. So far away never fails to make her shed a few tears. Noel's favorite BTS song is Magic Shop because it's the one she comes back to over and over again when she's feeling really low. She says Spring Day is a close contender as she dedicates that to her mother. She claims that she doesn't have a favorite book, but Nora Roberts or J.D. Robb is a therapy author. Noelle also loves chocolate, and she can hardly go a day without at least one tiny piece. She uses music, food, and books as therapy. I think that's pretty much what most armies do or most people do. So without further ado, I want to introduce Noelle. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. So to start us off, we were going to talk about the individual journey, the individual aspect of becoming an army. So, um, Dr. Noel, what was your journey with BTS and what made you an army? I'm very curious to know that. Uh, so my friend, I have a friend who lives in Texas. Her name is Jen, and she um, started sharing some videos of BTS back in 2018 when she first started um, getting into BTS. Mm-hmm. And one of the songs that I really liked, um, it came out in 2018, was um, Idol. It was, you know, loud and, and really mm-hmm. upbeat. Mm-hmm. And I really liked the message. Um, besides the choreography is, is awesome. But the message mm-hmm. was... Um, that, that resonated with me. And it was at the time that I felt I was trying to uh, find myself, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. after many years of kind of struggling um, with who I wanted to be. It, it, we, we all go through that every, every few years. Like, mm-hmm. who do you want to be? Who, who you are? So at that time, I was struggling with that. But I wasn't really like into their music. So Idol was the, really the only song that I knew. And then... Um, um, I really liked uh, the hip hop um, songs that they had. So mm-hmm. I earlier hip hop songs, like as yeah, as when they were babies. <laughs> like no more dream. Um, yes, um, no more dream. Um, yeah, all the the, the other I stuff. Heard. So I made a I made a playlist um, to work mm-hmm. out to because I was I started going to the gym that year as well. So and I really liked like I tried different types of K-pop um, music, um, including other bands, um, girl bands, boy bands, but they were my favorite talaga. No matter what, like um, I'll play all the songs, but then yeah, I gravitate towards BTS, so I just made a BTS playlist. Mm-hmm. But it was it wasn't until after my mom died um, that I really became an army. So I wasn't an army; I was maybe a casual listener um, at best. So only just workout songs. And then in 2020, around the time Dynamite was released, mm-hmm. and that was, I think, end of August, wasn't it? Um, going into September. Mm-hmm. That was a really, really rough time because it was going to be the anniversary in October, the death anniversary. And kind of I anticipate everything. This is what happens when you have anxiety. You anticipate mm-hmm. things, especially bad things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was kind of trying to prepare myself, but it wasn't going so well. And then my friend Zen shared uh, the Dynamite video and said, please contribute to the views um, because, you know, the first 24 hour views are very important. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she had us um, 
And she had us like watching the videos para to contribute to the views para they can get like um, a lot of views for the first 24 hours after mm-hmm. it dropped. And then I and then I I was really um, attracted Isn because he's such a baby. But I just found Jungkook so cute with the milk and everything. It's like oh my god, he's so adorable. Yeah. <laughs> he really has personality. He really has yeah. personality. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So he was so adorable there, and then you watch fake love performances, and it's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fake love, mm-hmm. not I a baby. Yes. Fake love, one. yes, that famous fake love pulling up the shirt. I know. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, it was Jungkook who really who, who grabbed me. Um. And then I started watching more videos that uh, my friend Jen was um recommending. Oh, you want you want to watch more BTS? Oh, here, here, here. It's also good. The football. rabbit hole. The rabbit hole starts. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> And then I I watched um what was it she, she na nangyari na kasi yung Bang Bang Con the concert mm-hmm. ah. um the live um and so she said okay use my Weverse account to watch this concert and then <laughs> I then um and then nainggit ako so I I registered na and I had my own Weverse <laughs> <laughs> and then it just and then ayun na napunta na ako dun sa documentaries nila I watched all the documentaries one after the other. They're so good. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. The docu-series, I could not watch it in, like, in marathon because I get depressed and cry yeah. every single time. They talk about how they don't have lives anymore, how much they've changed, but in the end, they're happy because they love what they're doing. So I'm like, okay, this is for a year that I am not stressed. <laughs> no, pretty much that. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to ask you, Noelle, um, I know we all talk about BTS as something that really helped us, especially during the pandemic, but um, how did they influence your mental health specifically like on an individual level? I'm very curious to know. So once I start, well, once I found them and then I found kind of um, catharsis, I think, um, especially through the we'll say the more the angstier songs um that mm-hmm. they had so i was able to find that and spring day really was something that i fell in love with the the moment i heard it um i fell in love with that first before magic shop actually um because mm-hmm. i was around the time that um, my mom's death anniversary was coming up and then i discovered spring day the music video and then they they performed it um, September last year. Um, what was that? Tiny Desk concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it just happened to be my day off. Um, I don't know why I took the day off, but I had the day off, and it was just the day that they were, you know, having that little concert, mm-hmm. and they sang Spring Day, and it was just oh my god. <laughs> um, so in at first it was mostly you. Know, they provided comfort. They mm-hmm. kind of gave me something to lean on um, through lyrics and through music. And it just kind of made me feel uh, less alone mm-hmm. during, that, um, during that time. And then it, it, it actually, they inspired me to write again. Um, mm-hmm. I like to write. And usually that's the way I express whatever feelings I have. But after she died, I 
wrote less and less. Actually, I still I, I am still not really writing, but that inspired me to write a couple of things um, talking about how music um, mm -hmm. helped um, kind of helped me process some feelings. And then from there, because um, it was kind of sad and, and going through the still grieving, um, mm -hmm. I found the other songs, uh, Magic Shop, that was kind of comforting in a different way. It wasn't about grief so much as it was about um, have, being able to seek solace within yourself. Um, mm -hmm. It's often hard um, for people to do that. It's mm -hmm. often hard to kind of look inside because usually ang, ang automatic reaction natin is to um, find something else outside of us um, to comfort us, um, whether it's a friend, uh, someone to talk to, a family member or anything. Um, a crutch sometimes. Um, so Magic Shop really kind of um, emphasized again um, what I do basically is to say what, what we do in mental health isn't so much as <clears throat> kind of we don't do what internal medicine doctors do. We don't do what um, uh, surgeons do. We don't patch up and fix. Um, so what we do is what I think we do um, actually is we help the person find something in themselves mm -hmm. in order to build their own resilience. So it's it's less of a being a doctor than kind of like a life coach actually most of the time. So if you're not addressing like the other disorders like psychosis, which really needs medications um, or bipolar disorder, um, if it's depression, anxiety, medications, yes, mm -hmm. but also um, helping them build up. Um, the things within themselves that can help them through the next wave of sadness, mm -hmm. through the next uh, wave of anxiety. There's something that we usually hear from other, you know, army that we talk to. It's that you find BTS um, when you need them. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that's that's really important. Uh, one of the things that you were you started talking about earlier was, you know, when it comes to your job and mental health. Um, we know that. You are a psychiatrist. I wanted to ask, um, have how has BTS um, influenced, you know, or what's the effect been um, in your job as a psychiatrist, as a professional? So how has it affected you in particular? Earlier, we were talking about the individual, the individual journey, but has mm -hmm. there been an effect on you um, on how, you know, as a professional, as a doctor? And the other question I will ask maybe later on is, and something I'm also very curious with, and I always ask, um, tell Army. To me, it's very interesting that people started listening even when they did not understand the lyrics mm -hmm. because it was in Korean. So mm -hmm. what made you keep on listening to them? Mm -hmm. Those are the two questions. Okay, so answer um, <laughs> first, whichever you want. Um, so how has it affected? I still don't really do much um, therapy counseling. Um, it's kind of not really part of the job a little, but you know, it, it really depends on, on who it is. But I think it kind of, it, it gave me the, the whole journey of discovering them, the, the fandom actually. Army, 
being part of army is 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 kind of a it's a different type of fandom. So I've been part of fandoms before. Um, mm-hmm. Jaden was the last one, <laughs> um, and it just I think it made me more open in a sense. Like I was I was already starting to open up. I thought, but 2020 really kind of made me as I was going through the the grief. It made me more open to. Mm-hmm. to people and things and everything and because I was at the point where I was kind of hating everything also um I was really depressed in 2020 so um it it opened my eyes again to the patients that I was seeing because for a while I actually got to a point where I didn't care about mm-hmm. anything about the patients about anybody so I was just working I was just doing my job and it's like okay go home don't care mm-hmm. so it like i said it kind of brought it back that excitement of oh okay so i get to connect with people again um as a as a psychiatrist as a doctor and as a human being mm-hmm. um and kind of trying to remember what they're all about which is i want to their their music is all about i want to help you mm-hmm. um while they're trying to exercise their own demons or express themselves they're actually their whole point is i want to help you know other people enjoy music um feel better um so that infused my pra- my practice like how i relate to patients again um that okay i want to help you i want to be open to you. i want to to hear what you have to say whereas mm-hmm. probably 50% of 2020 is like i don't really care what you need right now you need meds here <laughs> okay bye mm-hmm. so Mm. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> so that's how they helped. The pandemic really took a toll on everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't actually the pandemic for me. Oh. It was oh, it was a grief. Yeah, grief. The pandemic yes. didn't change much for us. Um, anyway, um, it didn't change well my life. I still had to go to work. I still, I mean, we had to wear masks and everything. But other than that, um, we didn't have to get stuck at home. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was it was the grief that mm-hmm. yeah I just kind of lost it. Mm-hmm. It was really like January, like it's the story, no, of how you find them when mm-hmm. when you need them. Yeah, Anna Sora told me that you will find them when you need them. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. I think also you know one of the things that we discussed um way before was um how they. They're very candid about what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when we started delving into the lyrics, that the news, for, for people who are so famous and so talented, and they they speak freely about, you know, going to, they're being sad, they're, they're, uh, their anxieties. That's something that's very brave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Exploring yeah. yeah. their yeah. this. Yeah. Like yes. Abyss, oh my God, Abyss was like such a sad, really a sad song. Uh, no. yeah, talking about <laughs> yeah. death and darkness and mm-hmm. getting to know your own darkness mm-hmm. or shadow. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like adding to the discussion, that whole thing about getting to know like patients you i think i told you guys this already but i'd like to share it with the room it gave me an entry point 
to mm. who the patients are. When I saw that they had posters of BTS, they had standees of BTS, and these were patients who had a difficult time opening up. Mm-hmm. they're like because yes um just to reiterate i am also a psychiatrist okay? so i'm not just a person in all you okay so in my day job so that's what i did and then these were the shy kids like mm-hmm. actually most of the ones that i like help bts helped me with it in like professional level were the adolescents mm-hmm. and then i translated it later to those people who had you as their core conflict shame in Europe more of shame and mm-hmm. the the song answer mm-hmm. love myself mm-hmm. oh my god it was amazing how it helped soothe these people who had a difficulty understanding or accepting that their flaws are flaws Mm-hmm. but it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. like yeah the me before the me now the me of the future I shall love mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. like BTS really did that for them and then mm-hmm. later on other patients really used them for coping mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the activity of watching the videos um, watching like the weekly run BTS listening to the stories and then for the casual listeners who are experiencing anxiety and depression then i would tell them that okay um did you know that because before we would say robin williams chester bennington itong generation na to masyado pa silang bata to know lincoln park and robin williams then i would say like okay you know you like bts right uh you know jin yungi both talked about having depression They even wrote songs about it. And they would light up. Mm-hmm. And they would feel less abnormal. Because mm-hmm. it was one of the things about patients. Kasi, eh, abnormal ba ako? Mm-hmm. It's a heartbreaking question to hear from a doctor. And then you're gonna have mm-hmm. to explain to them that, no, this is any, um, this is just like having a flu. This is having like hypertension or diabetes, like normalizing having mental illness. And then you're gonna know that these people talk about it, had it, experienced it, went to treatment for it. Mm-hmm. It changed how they accepted their own situation. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Destigmatizing <laughs> mental illness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're so so authentic. I think it's because they are so um, transparent about who they are. That kind of also encourages people to do the same. So Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why um, it's, it's, in a way, it it is a gateway for people to be able to talk about things. And we Mm -hmm. see this too in in our sessions. Like when we talk about BTS songs, you know, in our Halloween Wednesday sessions, It really um the music and the and the and the boys really have a way of connecting all of us and really making us feel like we never really walk alone. So it's it's such a heartwarming community and I feel that that's really what what they do. They bring people together. So I mm-hmm. think that's with shared experiences that we're all actually going through very similar things. So mm-hmm. I think that's what you know makes at least from 
my conversations with friends too. That's how we kind of feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very common thing I see on Twitter. Um, we'll call it Army Twitter because um, mm-hmm. I follow a lot of armies, or at least what comes up will be army stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the stuff. They, they, it's the anxiety, the depression, and then they feel like they they're being heard. Mm-hmm. So, and these are, I don't know, people, men, women. Um, older, younger, um, we've got people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, um, talking about being able to find themselves again after like um, a certain number of years. There are actually a lot of women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who are mm-hmm. armies, and, they're, and they get so excited about being able to enjoy things for themselves again. Mm-hmm. Like after seeing, being married, having a family, having children, raising children, working, in doing all that and then they mm-hmm. get to have this and it kind of it doesn't just make them feel young it makes them feel them mm-hmm. like, yeah sometimes you lose your identity um, mm-hmm. um as you go through different roles in your life career mm-hmm. um you're somebody at your job you're a mom you're an aunt you're a grandma or you know but that it um i think the music the lyrics um, the enjoyment um, and the coming together makes them feel like, oh, I need, I need again. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to see. They, they, they share a lot about that on, on Army Twitter. Yeah. But what about the second question that Jen posted about mm-hmm. the Korean Why lyrics? Korean lyrics. <laughs> um, their music is really catchy, even if you don't mm-hmm. understand it at first. Like Idol. Idol is like, it just makes you want to get up and dance even though you don't really understand except the <laughs> can't stop me from loving myself mm-hmm. <laughs> but you just want to dance to it it's like oh and then on you want to dance to it mm-hmm. there's something about black swan the the hunting yes. the hunting um melody um mm-hmm. yeah it's just like what is this and then of course you you, you want to know what they're singing about because it's like oh wow wow like wow and they they perform it so so well um, mm. like they can convey their what the song is about through their moves um even if you don't really understand it yet you haven't read the the translations it's like okay um i kind of get it but i'm not sure um, mm-hmm. but yeah the, the melody they're really good at creating um good sound they are mm-hmm. absolutely and um, I think I'm going to say also, Jen, MB, and I just had a chat with a few friends of mine the other night. And one of them <laughs> also in med school. And she was saying that the reason why she, the reason why she loves um, K-pop is because she can actually study while listening to K-pop because it's not in English. So it's not something that bothers you when you're reading yes. something, when you're doing something. Okay. So it's like classical music. Right, where yeah. you you can kind of zen zone out and like yes. Yes. you know all that. So I think that's um, that's something that was so interesting because it was just like oh I can passively listen to it and I and like in the middle of the study hall she's like hi doll oh, oh my gosh I can keep going <laughs> you know and I think Zarina brought up a really interesting question to Doc Berna and Noel if you've read uh, the book Into the Magic Shop. What can you say about it? Because that's I. It's such a great book. Have you both read it? Mm-hmm. Not yet. <laughs> We're it's very really smart. It's a good book. It's really such a good book. And um, yeah, it's 
something honestly I've been meaning to, but like it, the pile goes up and up. Okay. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the thing about magic shop for me, the concept, um, I have like, I don't know if, from what I understand, into the magic shop is like a, a version of object relations theory for people who are not in psychology or psychiatry. If I understand correctly, Yana. Yana, you read it, right? Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much the concept. So I would very, very much love to read it because I am a fan of object relation theory. Like, super love it. Use it in therapy. But haven't had the time. <laughs> Sorry. Really? It's in, um, I don't want to say too much just because I know there's so many people here that are reading it and people who want to read it. Um, all I can say is that it's a really easy read in a sense that it's not too difficult to, it's like not something you're like nosebleed after reading it. It's actually something that's going to make you think like, oh, that's so cool. I never thought about things that way. And you really see the inspiration for Magic Shop there. So it's super great. And I would really recommend that everyone give it a try. It's not long. It's actually not long. So so you can kind of get through it in a few days if you really want to finish it. Yeah, it's really good. I'll add it to my session. Yeah. <laughs> so funny when 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 um Dr. Noel was talking about it, you said Idol makes you want to dance, right? I remember when I was listening to Idol, I was I just kept jumping around. You you just yeah. really wanna like <laughs> you just wanna move. Right? Yeah. It, it gives so much energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I I suddenly remembered. Um, when you mentioned on, there was did, um was it Hobie who went to be live and then Jungkook went inside and then when he when he went into Hobie's room, he just yeah. started dancing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I always keep thinking this this uh this guy's two persons in one. Yeah. Because he started dancing and then we when he was about to step out, he actually tripped on himself. Yeah. yeah. How can it happen to the same person? <laughs> yeah actually because when, he is both cookie 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 and <laughs> I know exactly stage persona Jungkook is so different from cookie that we see and and, yes. I, and I think that's that's so interesting because you can really have a lot of um different selves in a way and it's still you so I think that's mm-hmm. that's super cool uh what do you, uh were you gonna add something about that Noel? <laughs> I saw you nodding. Actually, yes. Um, it prompted a thought. Um, yes, that we have many different persons inside of us. That we're not just one aspect. We have mm-hmm. many, not multiple personalities, so much as different aspects to our personalities. Like um, uh, who we are with, say, family. Um, who we are with friends. Who we are with um, teachers or um, coworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, can be a little bit different not necessarily like extremely different but just there's a little adjustment that we make um for mm-hmm. other, for the interactions that we have so that's what we see with with them on stage they're like as somebody i was just reading a tweet they're beasts on stage yeah. <laughs> they're like out to out for blood as i described it um yeah. earlier today <laughs> yes they're they're there to like drive you bananas 
actually right now we're on the topic on like what makes them so special i'd like to like put it on the table like the the question for the third phase i'm like we're talking about kasi bts and mental health and it's not like bts is the first group to ever mm-hmm. tackle having a mental health um advocacy mm-hmm. like could name so many okay actually our boss participant once said that bts succeeded where toot, 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 i just don't want to offend anyone <laughs> tried okay so they're able to do something that so many people wanted to do now what do you think is it about them from like from whatever hat you wish to look at it or from whatever lens you wish to look at it why um, did bts succeed in this endeavor of spreading mental health awareness um uh, well we talked about the, the authenticity and it shines through um because i think it's it's real like you can tell if it's not really real like um having been having gone through like shipping uh say james and nadine for example that was pretty real or kathy allen sometimes you can tell what's real what's not but for them it's just it feels real it looks real mm-hmm. um and also they have this amazing chemistry with each other like they're individually they're they're already pretty great um mm-hmm. i like watching them even when they're just alone and doing their v lives by themselves and being um either goofy or shy or um silly mm-hmm. but when they're together oh my god like off the charts chemistry it just you, you can't take your eyes away mm. when they're eating they're just eating or they're just cooking how can they make eating and cooking such a fun activity to watch i don't like reality shows like i never liked reality shows ever came <laughs> here and then i watched in the soup and i'm like why am i so entertained by people eating and laughing at each other and teasing each other or cooking or like burning the chicken that was really oh, yeah. funny or sleeping or sleeping or sleeping <laughs> or painting like we're we're sitting there we're watching them like oh, someone paint okay yeah. <laughs> how, how am i entertained by this why am i riveted to the screen i can't i actually don't stop watching i'm just like okay what's going on uh, so yeah the the that the realness and the the chemistry they have yeah. amazing chemistry with each other and actually add to that i think it's about seeing that it's possible that this kind of person can thrive in the world i like it uh, to be honest i like it mm-hmm. that somebody who is just honest and real and just wants to do good for themselves mm-hmm. that you're not going to be annoyed at them because they're better there are people that you know get to the top because they're not good people like mm-hmm. because they are cutthroat and that was a mentality that was promoted for the longest time and pretty much led to burnout <laughs> all over the world <laughs> no na parang the cutthroat race being the best going on top having all this like these material things and then BTS is succeeding they have all the material things and they're like they're both millionaires <laughs> <laughs> that's true I know I remember it was 
Bon Voyage to, uh, I think it was uh, a package, summer package, and they were in the Philippines actually for that one. They went to, uh, they went yeah. somewhere. And I remember they were in a souvenir shop and at that point they were pretty <laughs> successful and they could definitely afford to buy what they wanted, but they were like, oh, we don't have enough yeah. money. <laughs> yeah, they were looking at the price and they're like, oh. <laughs> they thought it expensive. Is that, Is that like the shell thing that Jungkook wanted to buy? Yeah, the Rainmaker or something. It was like a Rainmaker. Yeah. And they're, Remember Jin was Jin was saying, "Do you want my extra money?" Like, cause Jungkook really wanted like something from there, and they were like, "So expensive!" <laughs> like, do you forget you have sold out concerts? Yes. <laughs> But oh, and like the part where Jungkook keeps on getting freebies from shoots. It's all okay. Can I take this home? Okay, I'm taking this home. <laughs> I know. Yes, like look at our chat box. I agree with you guys. They're so relatable. <laughs> super, super relatable. And I think um Grace brought up a super cool idea that they you can be entertained without drama. Like it's just like yeah. the first reality show where it's not like people are pulling each other's hair, or throwing shoes, or anything like yeah. that. It's just people fighting over like, oh Namjoon, don't go into the kitchen because you won't be able to eat dinner. You know, that kind of thing. Like it's very like wholesome it's very wholesome and and it's so funny nga, we were just saying uh a while ago that in concert their personas are so different like they have open shirts in concerts but when they're swimming and in the soup it's like they're wearing <laughs> <fresh garments>. <laughs> <laughs> they're fully dressed they're fully dressed to go swimming but you're not supposed to be <laughs> i know i was just laughing it's so funny Well, that concludes our event for today. I just want to thank everyone that was with us. Thank you so much for being here, especially to Noelle. Thank you so much for giving us your time and also for uh, all your insights. We really, really learned a lot. Thank you. Thank you um, very much for inviting me. So we're back. That was the end of our highlight reel from our Miranda with Dr. Noelle last December. We hope that you guys enjoyed listening to her insights just as much as we did, especially during the event. Um, and we're going to say our goodbyes now because, I mean, we can't really follow after all of her insights. But MB, do you have anything to add before we go? Mm, maybe the only thing that I'd like to add is I hope that the things that we talked about for this fourth episode would resonate with a lot of people that mental health and BTS can really go together. And if not BTS, you could find your magic shop in somewhere else. And we just hope that you'll get the help or the safe space that you need. And if you like BTS, we're here. <laughs> and other Hallyu products, we're here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it for me, Anna. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Thanks, MB. And you're absolutely right. You will find your safe space, whether that's, you know, with BTS or with any other fandom. Um, Jen, how about you? Any last words? I think I just want to thank everybody who's listening to us. And I hope that everyone enjoyed it as much as we did. Because that conversation, I think that was probably would have been the highlight of my month. That's true. We were looking forward to it so much. And it really, like we had such high expectations for it and it really exceeded it in every possible way. So we're just grateful for 
the experience and we hope that you guys enjoyed the little clips that we were able to uh, put together for you guys. So we hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you at the next Saturday Mug Chat. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.